Welcome to The Point Podcast. At The Point, we point high school students to Jesus because we believe that Jesus is better than anything else that this world has to offer. We hope that this podcast is an encouragement to you in your walk with Christ, but that it does not replace the time you're already spending with the Lord. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our awesome high school youth pastor, my husband, Justin Kinley. Hey, what's up, students? So, man, I hope you enjoyed our worship service last night. Man, such an awesome time in the Word and singing, and uh, man, I hope that you enjoyed it last night and were able to join on with us. And so today we're going to continue in Psalm 74. And just a reminder real quick, our quarantine schedule is tonight. Me and Courtney are welcoming you over to our house for dinner, uh, not in person because quarantine. But you can come on Instagram Live for Taco Thursday. Um, I'm feeling some tacos. I'm ready. And so Taco Thursday tonight at 6.30, come over and hang out with us on Instagram Live and just, I don't know what we're going to do. We're going to be dumb, but whatever. We're going to eat food and it's going to be amazing. And we actually will have tacos this week. Last week we had waffles. So we're actually having tacos. But today, uh, let's continue on this morning in Psalm 74. I pray that this doesn't uh, replace the time you're going to spend with the Lord today. I pray that it's not like, sweet, listen to Justin, I'm good. But man, may this be a launching pad for you to get in the word even deeper. Maybe to keep reading Psalm 74 a little bit more. Uh, Maybe to study another part of the Bible. I don't know. But uh, man, I pray that this just encourages you and pushes you to get in the word even more. And if this is all you listen to, I still love you. And that's great. But Psalm Psalm 74, um, I love the Bible so much. So let's read the first 11 verses and then we'll talk about it a little bit and then read the rest of it. It says, oh God, why do you cast us off forever? Why does your anger smoke against the sheep of the pasture? Remember your congregation, which you have purchased of old, which you have redeemed to be the tribe of your heritage. Remember the Mount Zion where you have dwelt. Direct your steps to the perpetual ruins. The enemy has destroyed everything in the sanctuary. Your foes have roared in the midst of your meeting place. They set up their own signs for signs. They were like those who swing axes in a forest of trees. In all its carved wood, they broke down with hatches and hammers. They set your sanctuary on fire. They profaned the dwelling place of your name. They're bringing it down to the ground. They said to themselves, we will utterly subdue them. And they burned all the meeting places of God in the land. We do not see our signs. There is no longer any prophet. There is not among us who know how long. How long, O God, is the foe to scoff? Why do you hold back your right hand? What, what, take it from the fold of your garment and destroy them. So um, I, I love the Bible so much. And I know as a youth pastor, like I'm paid to say that. But here's why I love the Bible. Because the, the Bible does not always have what I like to call perfect passages. Like Romans 8, 28. And we know that God is working all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purposes. Amazing verse, right? Uh, Philippians 4, 13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amazing verse, right? And that's great. But man, man, sometimes in life, I really feel like saying that. And I know that that's always true. I'm not saying that those those verses aren't always true. But sometimes I genuinely look around at life and I wonder, God, where are you? Like, God, what are you doing? Why aren't you acting? Where are you at? And and I love that there's verses and passages in the Bible where the authors of the Bible were feeling the same thing. Because if those passages were never there, and then when I felt that way, I would be like, man, there must be something crazy wrong with me, right? But when you get to Psalm 74, if, if you paid attention at all as we read that, he's basically asking the question, God, your enemies are burning down your sanctuary. Like your enemies are, are uh, taunting your people, God. And it seems like you're doing nothing. Like God, it seems like you're just inactive. That, that's why he says at the last, at verse 11, why do you hold back your right hand? 
Like, God, why do you not just slap these fools? That's literally what he's saying. He says, take it from your garment and destroy them. He's like, God, why are you not acting right now? And maybe you've been in a situation like that where something's going on in your life and you're like, God, you just seem like you're absent. God, it seems like you're not doing anything and you're wondering, God, what are you doing? Well, I love how the psalmist goes on because look at what he says. This is verse 12. He says, yet, so in spite of all that, in spite of all our enemies right now, and it seems like God is doing nothing, he says, yet God is my king from old, working salvation in the midst of the earth. You divided the sea by your might. You broke the heads of the sea monsters on the water. Yeah, sea monsters. I don't know, but that's what it says. <laughs> you crushed the heads of the Leviathan. You gave him food for the creatures of the wilderness. You split open springs and brooks. You dried up ever-flowing streams. Yours is the day, yours also the night. You have established the heavenly lights in the sun. You have fixed all the boundaries of the earth. You have made summer and winter. Remember this, O Lord, how the enemy scoffs and a foolish people reviles your name. Do not deliver the soul of your dove to the wild beast. Do not forget the life of your poor forever. Have regard for the covenant, for the dark places of the land are full of the habitations of violence." Let not the downtrodden turn back in shame. Let the poor and needy praise your name. Arise, O God, defend your cause. Remember how the foolish scoff at you all the day. Do not forget the clamor of your foes, the uproar of those who rise against you, which goes up continually. I I love verses 12 through 13. Because he recognizes it seems like God is not doing anything. But in verses 12 through 13, he reminds himself and he tells God, God, I know you're not doing anything. But God, I know that you're able to do something, right? So here's what I think. Two, two things can be true at once. As we close, I, hang on with us for just a second longer. T- two things can be true at once. Uh, on one hand, you can recognize that it seems like God is absent. And now notice that I said it seems like God is absent because what we need to constantly be reminding ourselves is on the authority of God's word, God is never absent. He's always working. Read the book of Esther, right? Shout out to us last fall. Read the book of Esther. You can't see God's name, but man, he's working. Read read 1 Kings chapter six, where the servant goes out and says, Elisha, we're surrounded. And Elijah says, God, open the servant's eyes so that he may see. And the, the servant opens his eyes and God has already surrounded the enemies. God was moving. Look at the cross, right? Where it seems like God was doing nothing, but certainly he was absent or he was present and working in that moment. So God, it might seem like God, is absent, but we need to remind ourselves that he's not. So two things can be true at once. One, we can recognize that it seems like God is absent, but we also need to recognize that God is still all powerful and is still ready to move and is still able to move and is not um, is not limited by the situation and is not prohibited to act in the situation. Uh, so, so here's what um, our role is in light of this, right? Our role is in light of this is that in those moments where it seems like God is not moving, we remind ourselves of the authority of the word that he is, right? He's always working. He's always moving. He's always doing things to accomplish his will and purposes. Romans eight twenty eight is indeed true that he works all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purposes, even when it seems like he's not moving. So our role is to recognize that that's okay, but to also recognize that God, you are all powerful, that God, you're not limited right now. God, just because I can't see you moving does not mean that you were zapped of your energy or God, you lost your strength to move. That's not what it's saying at all. So we, we can recognize that it seems like he's absent, but we also need to still hold true to the fact that God, you are all powerful. God, you can move and, and ask him to do so in our life. And so really what this boils down to is trust. I think that's the biggest word that I'm learning 
learning in this season is just to simply trust God. That even when I can't see what he's doing, Father, I trust you. When I can see what he's doing, God, God, I trust you. I, I trust you that even when it seems like you're absent, God, you're powerful enough to move in a mighty way and intervene in my life. And so, man, trust him today. It might seem like he's not doing anything, but he's always working. So trust him in this season. I love you. Man, I hope to see you tonight at 6.30 for Taco Thursday. Uh, man, get on with us and jump up with us for uh, for dinner tonight as we eat tacos. It's going to be great. So 6.30, Instagram Live. We'll see you there. And I love you. Get in the word today and serve someone today, man. Love on someone. Reach out to a friend. See how they're doing. And uh, man, can't wait to see you tonight on Instagram Live. Thanks so much for listening. The Point is a ministry of First Baptist Church Indian Trail for high school students. We offer life groups every Sunday morning at 8, 9.30, and 11 o'clock. And we meet on Wednesday nights at 6.15. For more information, you can go to our church's website at fbcit.org.